Hello and welcome back to the BenHeck.com podcast. I'm your host, Ben Heck Endorn. And I'm Jones. And I am Parker. And we all failed the Bioshock challenge. <laughs> hey, we... I have an excuse. What? It took me three weeks to find my disc. Was it in your storage unit? Yes, but it was like in like, you know, which box is it in? Who knows? I have no excuse other than just incompetence because it literally is on my hard drive on my Xbox One. (laughs) And uh, I actually forgot about it until it was like a few days, I think, before New Year's. And then Ben texted me and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. We were going to do that. (laughs) So you went out and bought the remaster or what? Yeah, I've had it for quite some time because they had it on sale at some point. Like the whole mm-hmm. Bioshock collection remastered, it was like twenty bucks. And I'm so like, this was even before you knew of the challenge. Yes, yeah. So I mean, even more pathetic. It's like it was just sitting there, waiting to be clicked on. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a little, little more pathetic than me. I have the box of the DC version in my on my shelf. It's, I know exactly where it is, unlike Parker, but I didn't install it, so. Okay. I did try to install it, and I did get to run. Oh, nice. I just nice. didn't play it. Um, <laughs> so I think next for the next podcast, I will definitely have it. So Please start playing it. You had to go through the most to find your disc, and you actually booted it up to see if it works. So you are the true winner. Yeah. Challenge. <laughs> I made Sadly. sure it went to the menu. And I'm like, okay, I'll you know get around to playing this. Nothing that didn't happen though. I think there was exactly one patch available because I did look that up online. Yeah, there is a patch to get the kind of run on Windows 10. Oh, Oh, okay. Besides the original patch that came out like four months after it was released. Yeah, this is kind of like a long tail patch kind of thing. There's a couple, like, community mm. patches, though, but I haven't really looked into those. Oh, I wasn't aware there was a Windows 10 patch. Well, it's well, just a patch that's, like, everything kind of rolled up into one okay. EXE. But I got it working, yeah. It, 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 the menus don't really like 4K monitors. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't even know what a 4K was back then. I mean, 1080p was bleeding edge when that game came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I ran it at 720. Yeah, when I played that game, my monitor was 1440 by 900, which that resolution's kind of gone away. Well, it seems like a lot of like even just current apps don't handle 4K very well. It's almost like, like 4K is bullshit. Like, hey, if- I like my 4K monitors. When the app is well designed for it it works i I like it a lot there's so many pixels like discord and stuff like the little notification things are insanely tiny yep are they Um, oh yeah i had discord open on my other monitor here and it looks normal i had that problem with my surface book the resolution of the screen is so high uh if apps don't handle the scaling properly yeah as jones said the icons are unusably small yeah uh eagle the EDA PCB tool. Mm-hmm. Um, when I switched to 4K, they were not 4K compliant at all, and basically the icons were just super tiny. Basically, I had to 
like change the resolution to 1080 to actually use like draw PCBs. <laughs> yeah. But then the, a new version of Eagle came out and they supported 4K natively and that was all groovy then. Yeah. So we we can't tell you how we felt about Bioshock <laughs> what, 12 years later, 11 years later. <laughs> but Physical media is a bunch of sh bullshit, though, because it, it did take me because I wanted to play it like seriously. The next day I went to my storage unit and started going through boxes to find the discs. I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have just spent like probably like 10 bucks on Steam. Yeah, but that was <sighs> I didn't. I already own them. <laughs> yeah, the that's whole, what I thought. The whole too. point of owning the disc is you own it forever, right? And so I wasn't going to go spend more money because I already well, own the damn thing. You you own you own the license to play the game. You don't yes. own the game. Well, it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is about that is like if Steam went out of business, Valve went out of business, then I wouldn't be able to play this game again. No, they said if Valve ever went out of business, they have like a doomsday protocol where like everything will be like available for permanent download without DRM. But if. Valve went out of business. Who would enact that doomsday? They have so much. They have so much fucking money. They could like. Well, they'll, they, I guess you, they'll never. Where would so. you download it from? If they... <laughs> yeah, that's no, I, I read that once. There's like a, there's like a doomsday protocol where if for some reason the store goes away, which I mean I guess it will. I mean you know Sears is dying after what 105 years or 20 years that everything will be like released without DRM. But there still needs to be a server there to get the data from. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what and I was getting at. Actually, so and, and if, the, you have, if you have your entire library downloaded, I could see right. that. But my entire library is probably like 40 terabytes. Yeah, I don't have everything downloaded. <laughs> well, the way things are going with all these new launchers being released, I mean, the end of Steam, well, not the end of Steam, but the end of its dominance is actually something that could happen. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how the Epic Store pans out because I am a I, I like competition. Like when EA came out with Origin, I'm like, sure, yeah, I'm going to download that, and you know, I, it makes total sense for EA to do that. EA was like six years ahead of their time, exactly. And and that's the thing is, I don't. I guess I guess I don't use Steam as their. It's like a social media platform for gamers, in quotes. Because there's like all this other crap you can do with it. I seriously just use it as a launcher to play Steam games. I don't I don't care about like the sales or the social media aspect or like your profile that shows all your achievements. Like, fuck that shit. I just want to play games. But now we're getting no, to the point man. where it's just like Netflix where everybody is taking their ball and going home. Kind of, launchers. kind of, except that Netflix still makes content, which Valve does not. Oh, that reminds me. We should probably talk about what our topics are. So uh, aside from the Bioshock challenge, which we've covered, uh, Jones wants to talk about Bird Box, the Netflix movie, and how that could affect the future of distribution. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Bungie split from Activision and how it retains custody of the Destiny baby. Which or Destiny's Child? You kind of missed your chance there. <laughs> but Destiny's Child wouldn't be Destiny. Would that be, would be? Is Beyonce Destiny's Child's fate? 
Because Destiny's, I guess it could be Destiny 2, <laughs> I guess, could be Destiny's well, What child. is the difference between Destiny's uh, child and a baby, I mean? Destiny's, well, see, I said the Destiny baby. You're saying yep. Destiny's child, which Destiny's child wouldn't be Destiny because Destiny is Destiny. But Destiny's Child was was a, a group. That's why I it was. said it. But it doesn't make sense. In... <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Who said? I I don't even know anymore. All right, and then finally, uh, I have logged some more time on Battlefield Five, so I thought I would talk about that. I know you guys have stopped playing Battlefield games. Well. Parker's basically became a video game hipster, and Jones is wow, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I've stopped playing all games not named World of Warcraft, basically. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I thought I would nothing just... nothing wrong with that. Well, I know you guys played Battlefield in the past, so uh, I can I can tell you why you were wise to not buy it. So Save right. our $120. Oh, that's right. They don't have a premium anymore. Yeah, so now they're no longer obligated to support the game for a year. As has been said a billion times, they can bring me back by making Bad Company 3 and doing it properly. Basically, it, it has takes... to have a Carl Gustav rocket launcher, right? Basically, it just needs to be Bad Company 2 with, like, yeah, some new maps and updated graphics. So, all right, so Bioshock Challenge, we all failed. So, moving on to Bird Box, apparently uh, <laughs> Sandra Bullock has a blindfold on her face or something. This is, like... The biggest meme for movies in 2018-2019. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, it's 2019 now. Yeah. How many yeah, checks like, have you written improperly? Uh, I haven't written a check in like eight years, so zero. I oh. had to write 2019 on something, and I actually got it right. Like, I did not fail, which was amazing. Actually, I haven't written that number down at all. <laughs> That is always the first thing, though. Like, for most of January, you have to, like, catch yourself on that. But I still send larger things as checks. Well met. Okay, Mr. Larger, <laughs> larger things. <laughs> yeah, different... any, any, any bill over $300, like, the big stuff, I'll, I'll still write a check. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. I guess there's some consumer protection there with a check because you can always like cancel it and stuff. Yeah. True. Actually, come to think of it, it doesn't really make that much sense at all since I always keep lots of money on my checking account. Okay, I don't know why I do okay, that. Okay, Mr. One Percenter with your checking account. I have the same account. problem. <laughs> I just have my, <laughs> you know, whatever your direct deposit. That shit goes like right in there, and I forget to like move it around for long periods of time. So. Oh man, I I got it, Jones. Yep. What if companies released apps for World of Warcraft, and so you could do your banking while you're like waiting to like looking for group and stuff? Oh, God. I, that's called a web browser, I think. <laughs> or a yeah, phone. but then you have to leave World of Warcraft. <laughs> no, I don't. I can go on my phone. Do you know how many security issues or... there would be with that? <laughs> you... Yeah, they'd be like, here, we're going to hook your bank account into Battle.net. 
which oh, is yeah. pro- which is probably their dream. Because but... <laughs> so instead of having to do a credit card transaction and lose three percent, they can just do a straight withdrawal. Oh yeah, great! Idea right direct debit. Why did you give them that idea? <laughs> it, it it'll be like the bank of Activision, Blizzard, Vivendi, Universal, whoever it is. Well, it's gonna be like what, like Sony, because Sony's like they have like insurance branches and stuff. So. Nope. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Jones, you're talking about how people at work were talking about Bird Box. Yeah, so I mean, like, I heard more people... Granted, there were a few people, like, talking about Aquaman and stuff, but it was just, like, a lot of kind of chatter about, like, Bird Box. And many people that I ran across, like, didn't hadn't necessarily seen it, but they felt like they had to because they were seeing like the memes everywhere and they felt like the movie was going to get spoiled unless they watched it, even though it might not have been a movie they were necessarily planning to watch. But because it kind of took, you know, took on this life of its own. You mean the bird box challenge memes or the videos? Yeah, a little bit of that. And then just there's, you know, all the pictures out there of like, something and then here's a picture of sandra bullock with the blindfold on and people and like, are like in the rowboat what, what does that mean or whatever you know and so do you <clears throat> think those memes were created by netflix as a very clever marketing stunt uh, i guess i haven't thought about it if they did bravo to them um you know i don't know that's actually a good question ben i uh it would definitely be one of the first kind of successful versions of that kind of marketing. Yeah, because they yeah. made a big uh, a big brouhaha about that Bright movie with Will Smith, but yeah, you didn't really. It didn't seem to you know engage the social consciousness. Of course, Stranger Things did as well. So maybe it just depends yeah. on the movie or the product, not so much the uh, social media. Yeah, I mean, the thing I found you know most interesting about it is you know like whatever. Netflix came out like I think it was a week after it came out and said like 45 million people which is like a third of their subscriber base or something had like watched the movie or you know 45 million accounts and that seems uh, awfully high and it's yeah I mean well I mean the thing that's interesting about it is it's like yeah Netflix has made a bunch of movies I guess that bright one had like Will Smith and stuff but I mean like you know, a lot of people really like Sandra Bullock. Like, she's definitely like an A-lister. Um, you know, it it's kind of a twist on the Quiet Place thing, which was kind of a bit of a phenomenon of itself earlier last year when it came out. And um, you know, I don't know. It just kind of maybe took on a life of its own. But what I found interesting about it was that it's like it's this kind of thing that takes on a life of its own there's still people that haven't seen it but then they're like oh i can just go home and click play on that and watch it you know like you don't have to like coordinate going to the movie theater and spending like you know 15 bucks a ticket or whatever it's it's like you already i know you don't own it but you know you're already paying the subscription it's like you already have it you just have to engage with it and so the, I don't know, I, the level of entry is really low. Yeah. And so, like, we were talking about before we got on here, you know, like, you know, taking a family to the theater is a pain in the ass. And it's like, well, something like this, it's like, if you've got little ones, they're in bed, you know, depending on how old they are, between seven and nine at night, probably. 
you know, and so then, you know, husband and wife can still sit down and knock this movie out, you know, before they go to bed, you know, and that's something they're not going to do if it's playing in the theater. Yeah. And so we call that, we call that in the industry, uh, the friction to your product and Netflix mm. has a very low friction. Yes. Very good yeah, point. Well, and the thing too is, it's like you go home and you fire up Netflix. What am I going to watch tonight? And like, boom, Bird Box is just sitting in front of you, and it starts like auto playing the trailer. And you know, it's like well, sometimes oh, it'll yeah. auto play the movie if you hover over it like for ten yeah. seconds. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about like what's where. When does Netflix get to the point where they just go, you boot it up, and it just starts playing something that it thinks that you might like. Well, it's they, pretty they, close to there already. <laughs> no, they're they, really close. You still kind of have to like click one click, but like make it like cable TV, where like if you turn it on and you turn on like uh, like HBO, but you caught like the HBO like twenty minutes in. It's I'm pretty lame. sure it already does that. Like it if does. you hover over something long enough, it starts. And then they used to actually, you know, after you finish something, they'd say, "Hey, since you watched this, do you want to watch this?" They would play the next one automatically as well. However, oh, they stopped they, doing that. Um, what they do is like, like let's say I go on there and I'm like, oh, here's like Dances with Wolves or something. Maybe I've never heard of this movie before. I'm like, I click on it because I want to see the little description of it and everything. It starts auto playing the movie. That's actually you, one of my most hated fucking features of Netflix. But, like but that's Jones, one thing I like better about Prime is it doesn't do that shit. But Jones, although you still Prime will put commercials still, in front of their, I stuff, know I so. had to click. But even if I didn't click, let's say I just navigated over it, boom, it starts playing a trailer of it. Of yeah, like, well, I know what everything. I'm getting at though is maybe I know what Netflix you're getting at. Should have a <laughs> Netflix channel uh, on their service where you just turned it on and it just played something that was that it thinks that's going to be good for you, like that you would like. But from the beginning, so it would be not like cable TV if you turned it on at 7.14. You know, you're going to be missing the first yeah. beginning of everything. So now it's like... I guess that like, could be, like could be an option, on maybe. They, they already do that, though. I mean, everything yeah. that they suggest has been put through a computer algorithm for you. I mean, there is even that news article a few weeks ago about them, you know, showing you stuff based off your race. I mean, that's all dialed into the nth degree already. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, you still have to go. That's the thing is when I go into Netflix, I'm like, I have no idea what I want to watch because it's like, here's 20 things that you might like. And it's like, and bird box start with <laughs> yeah, and, bird, and bird box. But it's like, I don't know which one to start with. What if it just automatically, like, you just turn it on and hit go, and bam, it's already going. See, I don't... You don't have I, to do anything. I agree with Jones. I was sitting down, I was like, I'm going to watch Mystery Science Theater, the new season, over Christmas or whatever. And I clicked on it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go make some food. And then it starts mm -hmm. running, and I'm like, god damn it, I'm not ready to watch you yet. Yes. So That's I have to actually stop it yep. to... I, yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to make the choice to stop it in order to, you know, go do whatever. What that should be is that should be a fucking user setting. Because it's like, like I said, I've actually started using Prime more. And that's one of the reasons, actually, is like, I hate that autoplay shit that much. <laughs> that I'm like, I'm going to go over here and use this other thing that doesn't do that. So really, it sounds like it's doing Parker's idea already, where it's like, here's well, the not... thing. I'm thinking of something that's a different service that they have. He wants it to be like... 
I fire up Netflix, boom, it just starts playing Bird Box. Like, right when I log in, like, there's no display no, anywhere. That, seriously, that's what that's, it is. That's, it's what, like, that's what he wants. treat it like a TV channel at that Fuck point. That. But nobody, want nobody wants a TV channel, see? You'd be surprised <laughs> because I have the problem where I go into Netflix and I'm like, I have no idea what I want. If it just, like, if I went to Netflix channel and it just started playing a movie, I probably would just watch it. Instead of figuring out for 20 minutes what I actually I mean, want to watch. I, I, I agree with the part about clicking on Netflix and there's so much there, it makes me not want to select something. And exactly. Well, I, I, I don't sit down and watch Netflix that much. Uh, but but if I do, it's like, oh, God, you know, what, what is all this crap? Oh, I, I did. I woke up on Christmas morning. And I'm like, yes, I can watch Infinity War again on Netflix. So that was fun. So I'm not saying that this should be like the default thing for Netflix, but maybe something Netflix offers as a thing. So like they have Netflix as we know it right now, and then next Netflix channel, which is that. Because that's the biggest thing of like I have with like regular TV is like, hey, I get home at 6.43, turn on the TV, and it's already halfway through the program. And I'm like, well, I don't care because I'd, missed half the program already. this sounds like some sort of like millennial nostalgia for tv surfing that you guys never experienced <laughs> it's like oh my god I, I sure miss riding horses no nah, not really i'm thinking like <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking at the top level like friction reducing and the biggest problem with netflix is the variety of choices and i get on netflix and i'm like oh there's like 20 things and I don't know which one to watch which one should I watch if it just said yeah just pick one of those and just play it um, automatically like I, oh, would, I, I would consume the content that way better I did watch the Bandersnatch choose your own adventure uh, Black Mirror thing as well I've been wanting to do that but again it's kind when I of log long. into Netflix there's like 40 things See what I think would be more useful, at least for me, maybe not for everybody, what might what might be more useful is like I fire up Netflix and maybe it asks me a couple of questions quick. You know, like, how much time do you have tonight? What are you feeling like watching? Like comedy, mystery, whatever, and then it can like go like through like my whatever I've got in my queue. They they had then, that. It was like Netflix Max or something. Do you remember that? Like five or six years ago? I remember there was briefly something kind of like that, but I don't know. But I don't know. It, just to me, that would be more useful. Because it'd be like, <laughs> okay, I've got an hour and I want to watch a comedy. And then it goes and maybe first looks at what's and in my queue. And then it <laughs> looks at... And then maybe I don't have something that fits that's in my you know list of things I've already said I want to watch. But you know it uses whatever algorithms. Then maybe it just says, "Here's like three things we found. Do you want one of these?" And then boop, you try you know jump in. Like it helps you narrow down the selection. Yeah, here we go. That fits your mood. It was called Netflix Max, and it was kind yeah. of pre it was presented almost like uh, you don't know Jack kind of. And it would be like, which of these five things do you like? And then it would show you like five movies. Yeah. And then it, it kind of, you you did that like three or four levels deep. Yeah. And then, I it, then it's like, that. we recommend this. But yeah, I remember that, but they, they did that wrong. Like, because they showed you like things. Like they showed me, here's Dance with Wolves, Gladiator, like there's something about Mary, whatever. You know, instead of just being like, do you want to watch a comedy or a thriller? And then, do, 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 you know, like, 
you've got two hours comedy thriller and whatever you get then they maybe have like here's three actors names out of what they filtered the list down to at that point and it's like tom cruise sandra bullock and brad pitt and then you choose one and then boom here it gives you something i don't think all three of them have ever been in a movie wait no tom cruise and brad pitt were both in an interview with a vampire but sandra bullock was not I wasn't saying they all would be. I was saying you would choose, like, oh, I, yes, I would like to watch a Tom Cruise thriller that is less than two hours long. And then, and then it, it shows like, Bird Box. Boom. Well, sure, the thing whatever. is, if, you, had, if but, you asked it to show any movie that's under two hours long, it'll be like, no results found. I know, but you get the <laughs> idea. Yes. Actually, all the movies it would find would be from, like, before 1995. Yes. So. But I don't know. It's like. Obviously, they have work to do. Going yeah, back but... to Bird Box, it seems like, you know, yeah, it's it's really low friction to entry. And, like, Disney wants to do that now as well because they're going to have Disney Plus coming out, like, what, later this year, end of this year? Yeah. Is that, yeah, like, their so streaming it's... service? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you look at it, they could just be like, here, we're going to bring out, like, let's say Captain Marvel. They're like, you know what? We're just going to bring that out on that service instead of putting it in theaters or anything. But Disney movies make tons of money in theaters. Why pull I know them they out do. of theaters? Eventually they won't because the theaters will be gone. But yes, for right now, right. sure. But it's like, they could do that. Like, that's within their power to See, do I that. think that would, that would make more sense for, like, Sony or Paramount or one of the weaker studios to do. Actually, let's say Disney's like, you know what? We want to eat into Netflix's share, like, big time. Which they're going to do. But, I mean, even bigger time. Like, they want to just, like, bitch slap them. Like, that's Thanos a way to do them. it. That's, yeah. like, a way to do 10, it. 50% you... in, in, See, I think it's, I actually think it's weird that Disney is even bothering to make exclusives for their, their service. It's true. Yeah. I know that's weird. The thing is, well, think about it. Like, they're going to suck everything Disney and everything Fox out of all the other services. Mm -hmm. So that's like 40% of films. Isn't that enough? You know, like the fact that this is the only service where I think Captain Marvel is actually the last uh, Marvel movie that will be on Netflix. I think uh, so, yeah. I think that's what they said, which, so that means Disney, uh, whatever, will probably be live in November. Um, but I, I, the fact that they're going to have all that content, I don't even know why they're even bothering with exclusive content. Like the fact that this is the only way you know, you can stream, you know, uh, Avengers. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, Avengers Endgame will be the first uh, Marvel movie on Disney uh, Plus, for instance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, it was because the thing is, like, I think the quality of these, you know, like Netflix movies is only going to continue to improve, you know, like. You look at like Bird Box, and it's not like the most amazing movie ever, but I, I thought it was perfectly fine. It was interesting and all that, but it's like it's got multiple Academy Award winners involved in it. It's got you know all sorts of people that people recognize. And you got like Sandra Bullock, you got John Malkovich. It's like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score. Um, you know, it's just like it's there's only going to be more of that i guess is the point like you know eventually you'll see maybe you'll see like a fucking tom cruise movie on netflix or something you know um and not going into the theaters and we've already seen a will smith one do it too you know it's, yeah. um you well know, as a, and there's a bit more freedom probably with the netflix stuff well, oh I mean, definitely that's what, that's what creators say is people are like man 
the creators are like, hey, Netflix just gives you a shit ton of money and you just make it. They don't yeah, care. Like, yeah, like, what the hell is that movie that Scorsese's been working on forever? It's like The, the budget, Irishman. Yeah, the budget's like $150 million or something like that. It's just nuts. Apparently it's got a whole bunch of pointless de-aging in it. You oh, know, good. back in the 70s, you de-aged Marlon Brando by casting Robert De Niro. Yes. <laughs> now, nowadays, you have to do it with a computer. I think yeah. one thing that... Uh, Is that I, a filter I, option in, in Photoshop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I still think it's just kind of weird. Like, I don't think a lot of investors have really appreciated the effect Disney Plus is going to have on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty pretty... I don't want to say catastrophic, but it's going to be a big deal. However, one saving grace, Disney Plus is PG-13 max, like yep. no R-rated content. on it. So all these people say, oh, yeah, well, Daredevil, Punisher, yeah, that'll go, that'll go to Disney Plus. That'll be fine. It's like, well, yeah, but it's not going to be the same kind of show. It's going to be fairly neutered. Yeah, I would say what's going to happen is people are just going to have Netflix and they will have Disney Plus if you're a family. Yes. That's what I think, too. Well, I mean, so, Netflix... if, so if you're the majority of Americans, if you're a yeah. family. <laughs> so basically, what's, basically, it's like, oh, yeah, Disney Plus is on, and then the kids go to bed, and then Netflix. You Netflix and chill after the you know kids go to bed. Yeah, because I mean, Netflix is like 10 bucks a month or whatever, you know? So it's like, you know, that plus Disney Plus is still like way less than a cable bill. You know, and and then even if you add Hulu in there, because that's where probably all the Fox, you know, like all the R-rated stuff is going to go, because now Disney oh, has the controlling yeah, yeah. stake of Hulu. Yep. Um, so that's where all that stuff's going to go. So you'll see them pushing Hulu a lot, I'm sure. Who knows? Maybe they'll rename the damn thing. They call it Disney After Dark. There we go. <laughs> oh man, that's great! Yeah, don't go ahead and like trademark that so you can sell it to him later. Because my god, that's a brilliant name for it. That's probably that's what it should be named. But because <laughs> then they'll be able to you know there'll be bundle packages too. I'm sure with like Hulu or Disney After Dark and Disney Plus. You know, like they'll be able to be like, oh here, get them both and save. Two or three bucks a month. Yeah, I'm Disney's sure made all that stuff. Disney's made plenty of R-rated movies. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Like, like, what if you want to stream? And... Yeah, what if you want to stream Pretty Woman? I mean, is, are they going to prevent you from doing that on Disney Plus? In its current iteration, <laughs> it sounds <Yes>. like yes. <laughs> I mean, that's why they had that Once Upon a Deadpool or whatever. I mean, that was clearly just experimenting to see if they can make a PG thirteen Deadpool work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, so... you know, Jones, we've talked a lot about how we think theater's days are numbered and yeah, maybe Bird Box, just more evidence of it. I mean, God, like, so one third of all Netflix users apparently watch that movie, huh? Well, that's just like accounts. So, you know, you think about that, it's like, well, that's like, you know, I have an account, but then let's say I've got, you know, a wife and two kids, you know, and maybe we all watched it or something, you know, it's like, that's. Oh, Yeah. Even... That's and not, then not the people not yeah. even taking into account how many people share their passwords. Yes. So it's probably like know. you said like 45 million accounts watched it. So that's, that's probably 100 plus people, 100 plus million people watched it then. Probably. And that's so, only that's only in like the first week too. I mean that's like well, you know, <laughs> Parker, do you you have Netflix, Parker? Oh yeah, yeah, I love Netflix. So Jones watched Bird Box. We didn't. That's one third of our sample size. Yeah, there you go. 
Math proven. Math checks out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we can trust the numbers. Yep. So. And it's actually on my list to watch. Um, I want to watch the uh, Black Mirror Choose Your Adventure thing, and then I want to watch Bird Box. Just man, there's just so much. That's the thing with Netflix. There's so much shit to watch. I've had. I have my queue is like, I have stuff <laughs> on my queue that's like eight years old at this point that I'm still yeah. working through. And I'm like, I'll go and watch it. And then Netflix is like, hey, watch this new stuff. I'm like, no, I still got something on my list from eight years ago to watch. Yeah, I've had Hatfields <laughs> and McCoys on my list for, I don't know, six years. I don't even know if it's still on there, for instance. Well, the thing that's crazy, you know, you think about that 45 million number in the first week. Now, of course, you know, not every one of those people would go and get a movie ticket or anything. But like when you're talking about the number of people that have seen your product and like the awareness of your product, you know, like pretend that was like a movie theater. And let's just say it was like 10 bucks a ticket or whatever. It's like that's $450 million in like a week. You know, like Right. But if it was 10 bucks a ticket, if it cost you $10 to push the button. Like, yeah, they they wouldn't have all watched it, it obviously. Yeah. But that's where I'm saying, like a theatrical release to get that kind of awareness, you and know, that much right. visibility to their product, it's it's almost impossible unless it's like a Marvel movie. Well, it's <laughs> like how Fort, Fortnite is taking over the video game industry, and it's because it's free. You know, Just click a button to download it. You know, actually, going back to that point though, is because it would just be a click of the button to get, do ten dollars. I betcha Netflix, we might see in the future like a Netflix premium service where you click to get something early or something like that. Because that is a very, they already get your credit card number sitting there. You don't have to do anything besides just click the button. Well, I guess that's kind of how Amazon works. And so, yeah. the, the again, the friction is very, very low. Because you don't have to do anything besides just be home because you're already at home and just click a button. Parker, yeah. you uh, you order from McMaster Car, I assume, right? I, again, that yeah, McMaster Car is it's a it's a website that sells like fasteners. They're like a uh, Home Depot online is probably the best way to say it, but they got way more stuff. Um, they have the best checkout experience because the best thing about it is. You don't even know you checked out and just like, yep, you ordered. And you're like, oh, okay. It's almost too easy. <laughs> it's way too easy. To it's, even, it's even, fa well, yeah, it's even faster than Amazon. Because sometimes Amazon will like ask you questions. So Yeah, yeah. McMaster just goes, yep, you're done. I, I think that's, much. that's because <laughs> Amazon asks has that step of like when you want to get your things. Like the the levels of shipping, whereas yeah. you already set that in your account in McMaster. Like I just set the ground, and they just go, "Yep, it's done. Don't worry about it. It's going to get to you in three or four days. Don't worry about it." I don't. I think Netflix, especially with so much competition coming, I don't think they can afford to add a premium option unless they become desperate for money. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying is is y'all were talking about the ten dollar entry to go to the theater. I think if Netflix had like on let's say the example was Bird Box had this thing that said like oh to watch Bird Box is ten bucks. Uh, I think what's more likely to happen and already is being discussed by pretty much every studio but Disney is uh, being able to watch uh, new movies at home. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking is like if it's a new movie at home, brand new, 
Right, because if you think if you of, click a button, that's yeah. where Netflix is going to win. If Even if that, I don't. Well, I don't think that will come from Netflix. It'll probably come from Amazon or someone else. But yes, if you're like, okay, it's I have to load up the kids or get a sitter, drive to the theater, blah 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 blah, and paid out ten dollars a head, or I click a button for ten dollars. Yep. Even if the price is the same, it's still easier. Yes. In which case, uh, then, uh, well, it's it's, it's kind of like well, kind of like friction problem, man. Yeah, well, it's the same thing with Amazon versus older retailers or Uber versus cabs. Like Amazon's prices aren't really any better than going to the store, but it's easier. Yes. Same thing with you know, well, Uber is you know artificially cheap, but that's not why people like it. It's because like it's super easy to use. I mean, the the thing about okay, so on on taxis versus uber the thing is though is when you i click uber a car will show up yes if i call a taxi company i think i've only taken one proper taxi out of like five attempts oh they're awful yeah they're terrible yeah the other thing with that too i mean we've touched on this before so it's not a big deal but but it's like like with Ben's example too. It's like even even if it was twenty dollars, you know, it's like if you're like a family of four going out to the theater or having to hire a babysitter or whatever the fuck, it's like twenty bucks is still cheaper to watch Incredibles two in your home yes. than it is to go to the theater and buy the tickets and go through all the hassle and buy the freaking overpriced concession junk food and like you can go higher than 20 bucks even like 25 30 I think, you know I think the the price they were flirting with was 25 to 35 Yep which I think would work you know you think right. about that So Amazon has one day delivery So you say in the morning hey we're going to we want to go watch Incredibles 8 and have all the kids and stuff and so you you know you and you go oh Hey, it's on Amazon Prime, and if we buy it, you know, on the day it comes out, they'll ship you a box of popcorn and all the treats you want that you would normally get at a theater. Uh, or you could get those at the gas station. I think that'd be win win rar with the the people are fucking lazy, so there are some people that would probably take advantage of. I that. think families would totally do that. Hey, for fifty bucks, I can get. Oh no, it's fifty bucks. No, no, because well, you're no, getting this... all your trash. Yeah, you're getting all your trash food, which is and... eliminating part of the benefit of like the no, no, getting but, it so, at home. But thing is, for fifty bucks, you get to do it at home. So this is the thing. Dad comes home after commuting an hour. He doesn't want to fucking go to the theater. He can just sit down, get the box off the porch. It's got all the food and junk food in it. Put the kids in the couch, get the mom there, just go. He doesn't, I actually, middle-aged America probably doesn't fucking care how much that costs. I don't know. I, there would probably be some sort of market for that. You kind of lost me with box of food, you know? Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's probably somebody that would want that. I, um, I, I, I was actually reading about Amazon uh, Prime Pantry a couple of days ago, and apparently that... It's been kind of rough for them. I mean, I know they bought Whole Foods, but like their their box non perishable delivery hasn't really done that great. Yeah, but this is not not this this is the thing with it's not non perishable. This like this is like popcorn that sits in a tin can for ages. Which you can buy a box of microwave popcorn like for but 
that means you have to go to the store, get the popcorn. Yeah, and but another problem with popcorn, popcorn is basically worthless, but the volume of shipping it costs more than it's actually worth because it's basically air. Well, okay, what if it just you got a box that's you re- you realize people still go to the store for like food and things. They can just be like, "Oh, here, I'm going to pick up like my box of like microwave popcorn." That's the thing though, Jones is most people go to the grocery store now one time or less a week. And you can buy a box of like 10 pack of fucking pop secret that will sit in your, yeah, that's sit true. In your in pantry, pantry for like for... six months. Yeah. And uh, you just, that's, you know, that's on the low end. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just no, saying like, it's like, Hey, you know, like what if you made an app too? So like, you're like at work. No, and you're like, no come on, dude. Come, little, like, <laughs> You mean like at work and be like, hey, this new movie came out. Like the app itself says, hey, Bird Box is coming out tonight. You want your family? Let's say Bird Box. Oh, not Bird Box. Uh, um, Incred- Bird Box Incred- 2 Incred- is coming out. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Bird Box 2 is coming out. And it's a family friendly movie now. And, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, you know, let's. Uh, and, think- and like the app lets you know and goes, hey, you know, I think like, everyone that's tied to that account. So all your kids are on that account. And so they get the, the, the app pops up on their phone and goes, Hey, you know, the mom says we're going to watch this movie tonight. And what kind of food do you want? Oh, I want some, uh, Whoppers, which is a candy and a tweak, uh, a, uh, Snicker bar. This is way too complicated. And that all that I, shit, all that I shit shows like, up that night. The point the point you're missing, I think, is that people only grocery buy stores that... exist. Yeah, grocery stores exist, but kids um, don't go to usually, the grocery store. Usually, within a couple of miles of wherever you live, typically. But then the other thing you're missing, I think, is that like buying all that like garbage and overpriced shit. That's just part of going to the theater. You're removing that from the equation. All I'm removing by is... having it at home. No, you're not. I'm just saying. By, like, the studios are removing that from the equation by going direct to the consumer. Like, the only reason somebody buys fucking, like, Whoppers and those mint piece of shit things is because they're at the goddamn movie theater. And they're like, oh, here, I will buy this trash. If they weren't at the movie theater, they would never even think about buying that shit. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I buy Junior Mints. Yeah, I buy Junior Mints all the time. <laughs> but another another thing you're uh, forgetting, Parker, because you're single, is that most <laughs> families have their houses filled to the brim with food at all times. I guess that's true. That too. My, my house that too. <laughs> is completely devoid of food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, please. well, I just want to say, well, aside from that tangent... um. I think there's a lot of families that already don't go to the movies, mm-hmm. you know? So if they made it possible to spend like 25, I think $25 would be like the sweet spot. If for $25, you could watch the new movie opening weekend. I think it would have to be opening weekend, not two weeks later, like what, like what they want. And then you can talk about it on Monday at the water cooler. I think a lot of people would go for it and kind of like piracy. It's not, you wouldn't be taking money away from the theaters. You'd be collecting money you otherwise yeah, weren't getting. I, I would agree. Exactly. Because there's still a lot of people that are going to go to the theater because they like going yes. to the theater. Yes. It's like, and remember, so, yep, Jones, remember how, how Hollywood was scared to fucking death of DVD 20 years ago? 
Yep. Because it was like perfect copies. And then lo and behold, DVD made them an ass ton of money. Yeah. I think I think uh, being able to stream a movie into your home that's awesome the theaters. The thing is, you know, the theaters are going to bitch about it, but they're doomed anyway. So who cares? Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think we talked. It's about- like it's like that. Uh, it's like that sales tax, that like interstate sales tax, you know, debacle or something that that has come back up, you know, because of the Supreme Court ruling. Mm-hmm. That's not going to save retail stores. Like they're dying for a completely different reason. Same thing with theaters. It's friction. Like, yes, the friction of putting your kids into a car seat and driving yep. to the theater and all that jazz. Or and so clicking we talked a about button. this before, but like basically, theaters will just be a place for. That's a think date nights. Date and nights. It has to be food. Basically, it's a restaurant with a screen. Well, look here in, in Madison, like all the theaters are, are doing oh, yeah. that. And in, like the last five years, they've all switched over to that model because that is the future. I mean, they don't make exactly. hardly anything on the movies. And it's like that. And then they'll, they'll, you'll have a lot of the places I think eventually too, that'll show yeah. old movies. Cause that's fun. Like, like, a, like if some place in town was showing Lawrence Arabia on a giant screen, yep, I would a, go and fucking watch it. Yeah. Which they can gotten, do now. Thanks to digital. Yeah. Cause I've never gotten to see that movie on a giant screen. I've only ever seen it in my living room, you know? So it's like draft house does that. And like, I didn't get to see the original Jurassic park in theaters. Cause I was, <coughs> that came out in 91. I was like four years old. Original Jurassic Park was not 93. Okay, so I was... uh, 93. Five. Anyways, still too young to go see that movie. Um, But uh, Dropped House had it, and they actually had a 35mm reel. I got to go see it in the theater on the big screen. I'm like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's something about seeing something on the big screen, which I don't think will ever go away. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't have that much romanticism for it personally. I think it will go away with time. Like you know, as our generations like die off and stuff. Essentially, you know, you're gonna have the kids that grew up like watching movies on their phones and stuff. They're, oh, they're not gonna have that like nostalgic feel of going to the theater. Mo- mo- millennials yeah. and Gen Z aren't even buying televisions. That's actually true because I've only bought. I bought yeah, two televisions yeah. <laughs> in my life. One was a 20-inch CRT. And then the a couple years later, I bought a 34-inch uh, LCD that's a 720p display. I think part of the problem, it's the same thing affecting retail, is that uh, real estate costs and property taxes are so high, it, it kind of it, you can't compete with a server farm in Iowa or one giant Amazon warehouse in Racine, you know, like think about like all the theaters that had to oh, yeah, show empty movie. screenings of mortal engines for two weeks, like all the uh, air yeah. conditioning or heat to fill up that huge space. Like yep. that's, I mean, it was like, you know, that that's just a huge wasted yeah, space. Yeah, that's a good point. How many servers could you fit in that theater? <laughs> just, yeah. And yeah. just, just the size of, just oh, the exactly. size of theaters. Yeah, is is going to is a problem for them. It's going to be a date night. The real estate footprint. You know, it's like we're going to go to the movies. Is a, it's kind of going to go back to how it was like in the you know fifties, where it's a 
it's a thing. Uh, that's not how it was in the 50s. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think the thing is, like, these big multiplexes are going to be the problem. Like, you know, like Ben's saying, it's like, you're going to have 17 screens, you know, and what the fuck are you going to show on it? Like, the, the, the future... The future is having theaters with like maybe a couple screens in them. So, yeah, no, no, exactly, Ben. But the thing, one thing I do like about, yeah, and and it'll be it'll be for events. It'll be like more of an event. Yeah, like one one thing I like about watching like the old movies is like because like I got to go see two thousand one A Space Odyssey like a few months ago because they showed it for the fiftieth anniversary. And it's awesome because when you go to that movie, you know everybody that's there knows the movie, and they're like there for the same reasons as you, which is really awesome. You know, they're not just going because it's like, oh, this is the thing that the ads told me to go and see this week. So you're saying as opposed to like the assholes who bring their kids to an R-rated movie because they're too cheap to get a sitter? Correct. Like everybody that goes to see 2001 in the theater, they're there because they know what they're in for and they respect it and they respect the experience for everybody that's there you know um and so that's what i like with that well like like when we went when we went to see lord of the rings so many years ago that was such an amazing night (laughs) you remember i I don't think i i don't think i went with you guys you weren't there not for the uh the The whatever the fellowship of the rings no, I was not there for the midnight showing of that. I think that was. Oh yeah, I think that <laughs> was Dale because that was when yeah. we stuck. We snuck in uh, pudding. Mm-hmm. That was where the pudding thing started. Yep. But yeah, but it I was amazing because the, the whole the whole theater was filled with geeks. Yep. And then the trailer for Queen of the Dam played. Join <laughs> us or die. And this guy next to Dale turns to him and says, "You're you're a geek, right?" And Dale's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then the guy started asking him questions about Queen of the Damned. <laughs> and then then the uh, Spider-Man trailer played and had Kristen Dunst in the rain. And everyone was like, yeah! Yep. And, oh, but then this, like, Chrysler commercial played with a bunch of, like, mystical creatures. And everyone was I remember booing that it. ad, yep. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that was, like, the best night of the movies ever. Well, that's just, like, like for me, I think... It- I think it was like for me that was probably Attack of the Clones, like midnight showing, because it was a similar thing. It was like beforehand they had, I want to say, the trailer for Matrix Reloaded played in front of it, mm-hmm. um, like the dual one. I think with that and Revolutions, or so everybody's flipping out about that. There was some <laughs> other like a Bond movie trailer. I think it was for Die Another Day or something, because we didn't know that that was a steaming pile of shit at that point. Um, so everybody's like freaking out about that stuff, but then. Uh, and then, of course, like when Yoda whips out the lightsaber, like I've never in all my years of going to the theater, People like that still stands everywhere. out as like the biggest reaction from a crowd when that happened. People were like jumping out of their seats, like flipping the fuck out, cheering. Yeah, and it was like freaking awesome, you know, but it's like that's no, yeah, happened yeah, no, like once totally right. in, <laughs> you know, the last 20 years of going to the movies or whatever. Yep. So, but uh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah when you're there in a collective moment like that with everybody who's on the same page, it's a really awesome experience. If so. every if every experience was like that, then it'd be like yeah, movies forever. But normally, just shuffle in and then you get your food because they all serve food now. And then you watch the movie and then you leave. Also, the movies are worse. 
when I went to go see uh, the movie Turbo Kid about three years ago, it was like that Jones where like it was a it was the smallest theater at the at the draft draft house, so it was like like that theater maybe fit like forty people in there if that, and like everyone that went to that movie was like we know what it is it's it's an eighty style you know coming of age movie for a kid and there's gonna be lots of blood and guts and. That was my favorite experience as going to the theater is just like, cause everyone there was, was engaged for that movie and yeah, it was, that's just what makes it. I'm trying to remember the last time, I mean, it always seemed a little weird, but still it could be kind of fun, but I'm trying to remember the last time I heard an audience clap at the end of a movie. That was a thing. Solo for me. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the audience at solo. Cause I, I saw the midnight show in a solo. And people were like going crazy for that. That were there because actually that was a sold out show yeah. when I went to go see it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember and, for me. Like God, I mean, it's been quite a while. It used to not be super uncommon. Like when you went on an opening weekend, like you know. But God, I can't think. It of always that seems time. strange. People clap at the end of a movie. Like the filmmakers aren't there. Yeah, they're not it's there. Like That's clapping when like you're plane lands that's that's why i was saying it it, <laughs> it always felt weird to me but at the same time it's like well it's kind of cool because people are acknowledging hey i had a good time you know whatever but but yeah it's like christopher nolan's not sitting there like after yeah, the yeah, end of interstellar right, yeah. you know so it's like um but well we should probably go to the next topic now <laughs> i think we should just end the podcast because <laughs> it's 54 minutes <laughs> oh well, I'm probably going to edit some stuff out, like your terrible uh, snack delivery idea. <laughs> no, you should keep that in. You should totally keep that in. I will own that to you the rest of You can keep it in days. with us tearing it to shreds. So Exactly. Keep that, Ben. And keep this rant on me saying to keep it in. Totally. Yeah, let's, hit, let's hit bungee quick or something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, basically, we still predict the death of theaters. Okay, so Activision and Bungie have divorced. And Bungie gets to keep the kid. The Destiny's child. It's not worth a lot of money, so I guess that's okay. I wonder... I wonder how EA feels about this right now, because they've got that Anthem game, which is basically their Destiny ripoff. That's the... uh... Bioware, Bioware. that yeah. comes out like in a month too. Oh, that's that mm-hmm. close now. Oh, shit. yeah, it's in February, it's like March. Oh, it's February. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's February. So, well, I- I'm just wondering if you know maybe Activision's like, hey, this uh, style of game is done, and that's why they probably didn't care if they took it with them. So we maybe I think it was two podcasts ago. Jones, we were talking in- about this about Destiny, and Destiny was Destiny two was free. Yep. And oh yeah. So I did get I did play a bit. Um so I played about three or four hours of that game at Destiny Two and my God, it is a lot of fun to play, but there's just no story there. Mm-hmm. It's just you just go around shooting people and like numbers fly out of their heads, right? And then you get like a gun. Exactly. And it's like it's like basically you think about um a game move all uh then you played is a uh, um, Borderlands. Think about Borderlands, 
but with like no story at all. So like the the really good gunplay is there, the mechanics are great. It's just like I seriously played it one night, didn't come back because there's no reason to come back. So it's like a grind for the sake of a grind. Well, and kind of like Borderlands, I would say, not that they're that similar of a game, but, you know, whatever. But, I mean, like, Borderlands wasn't, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, for me, Borderlands wasn't much fun solo. I mean, you could play it a little bit, See, I but played, it's like it really thrived with a group. I actually love playing Borderlands solo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're the exception. Yeah, I would say I'm the, the exception. Rule, though, in yeah. that I like playing that game um, solo. But, like, Destiny has a similar thing, though. I mean, you can play it solo a bit, but it thrives more when you're, like, grouped up, running around, like, just tearing shit up. Like, from my experience. Yeah, it's just, like, there's just... The story just... There's nothing to bring you back to it. And so it's like, why should I care? Yeah, the thing I didn't like with 2, because I played Destiny 1, and I played that one a fair shake. Um the the environments i thought were way better in destiny one because it was like you had earth and you had mars and venus and the moon and all that like they were real things real things you know they were kind of like tangible i mean obviously we haven't been there but you've heard of them and maybe you know for a lot of us we thought oh it'd be kind of cool to go there or something you know so i really liked the environments in that one like destiny 2 um you know, some of them are real, like uh, Titan, the moon of Saturn mm-hmm. is one of the places you can go and stuff, but they just weren't interesting to me, like, not in the way that the first game was, and um, I always felt like that was kind of a miss with Destiny 2, is that, you know, the Destiny series is kind of positioned as this weird kind of amalgamation of, like, MMOs and shooters and yeah. whatever, like, Destiny 2 really should have just been built on the back of Destiny. Like, why not keep all those planets in the game as places you can go back and explore? And de- just have Destiny 2 be like an expansion, expansion pack on top kind of, thing. of Destiny 1, like how MMOs do it. Yeah. Well, they already had expansion packs for Destiny 1, right? Like, they did, but I mean, iron or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at it like, you know, like, wow, it's not like they made WoW 2 and WoW 3 and WoW 4. You know, it's like you fire up WoW today, you can go back and play the content so, that existed 14 years ago. <laughs> you know, it's so all De- still there. Destiny should have been uh, just a single platform. I think how so. Much, how much are the WoW expansions? 15, um, they're usually bucks? like 50, 50. No, 50 for, oh, for WoW. They got up way more than when I started when I was playing <laughs> Yeah, but they're pretty substantial, right? Yeah. I mean, they're essentially like a whole, a whole game. game. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's like tons of content. So, and then they bring out more content in the two years between expansions. It's not like it just comes out and it's like, well, there you yeah. go. That's there's a lot of like what we call DLC, I guess, but it's like free. Yeah, it just comes along. Well, like if you're a subscriber and you've got the expansion, yeah. you just get it. Like yeah. free the with new... an asterisk. <laughs> like the new raid there's another new raid that comes out a week from now like that just it comes out and there's a bunch of other content and stuff and how fast uh, do you think microsoft called bungie after the divorce was announced please that's make what i a thought halo too. game please we that's need what something I thought against I was the like... ps4 
I thought it. I thought it'd be hilarious if they just went and like bought Bungie, you know, back essentially. Yeah. <laughs> for less than they for less than they got rid of them for or whatever you know happened. Did they own Bungie? I can't remember if they owned them or they just had like an exclusive publishing arrangement. They, they might have just had an exclusive publishing arrangement. Microsoft has been buying a lot of studios. I think they're they're going all in next gen. I mean, Bungie feels like a good one for them to try to go after if that was an option to yeah. them. Because be so like... here's the thing: like everyone online is celebrating this divorce, but. They got $100 million from NetEase, which is the same Chinese company that's behind Diablo Immortal that everyone was pissed off about. <laughs> Interesting. And, yeah, and who who likes loot boxes and gambling <laughs> even more than America? Yep, China. 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 So. so does that mean maybe Bungie's going to make a mobile game of some mobile sort? Mobile Halo. Running only on Windows phones. Yep. They can't, that wouldn't they surprise can't, me. Well, they can't do Halo unless like Microsoft has them do it, because Microsoft owns Halo. So it would have to be like a Destiny mobile game. Oh, no one will care then. Or it'd be something <laughs> brand new that they create, you know? I think that'll be funny, everyone like praising the split, and then yes, once they inevitably announce the mobile game, because just like Diablo Immortal, it's for China, everyone will be like, ah! like gnashing their teeth. People are so stupid. I mean, honestly, like they think like, oh, Bungie's just going to go back to like how they were way Their back roots. before these big evil corporations got a hold of them. It's like, no, like, you know, 20 years almost have passed since then. Yep. It's like they're going to go where the market's going. So it's like, yeah, they're probably going to make a mobile game. Yep. You know, they, they've, they'll probably still make console games, too. But it's it's like, you know, Jesus, it's like pay attention, like. You know, like, I love Blizzard and everything, but it's like that Diablo Immortal game, it makes a lot of sense because it's like, right now they've got this market here, which is whatever it is that they can go and sell, like, Diablo 4 to if they made it. Or they can go off and, you know, engage with some company and make a mobile version of Diablo and hit, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of smartphones and iPads and whatever, people who have never played a Diablo game before. Who might all of a sudden play it now? Yeah. Like that's a huge untapped market. I mean, just as a business, it makes sense. Like, yeah. How would you not do that? Well, these are the <laughs> these are the same gaming pundits who actively want Activision and EA to go out of business for some reason. Because they're evil. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, so I, stupid. I, I mean, I don't agree with everything they do by any means. Oh, of but, course, yeah. But well, but do do you hear car enthusiasts wishing that Ford and GM went out of business? Well, there's probably some out there. There's probably some, <laughs> but yes, but... but not, but not at the same yeah, yeah, volume, obviously. But I would basically say, yeah, the average gaming pundit is a fucking idiot. Yeah, they they I can't think three feet past any decision. Like, well, we've already talked about this, but the like the Battlefront Two DLC thing, where it's like, oh, we're getting rid of premium, and everyone's like, yes. They're getting rid of the premium thing that Battlefield's had for the last six years. That worked perfectly fine. Don't tell anyone. And then they bitched because it was replaced with microtransactions. What did they expect? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, hey, Bat Battlefield 5 isn't going to have premium. Yes! This is going to be totally different than when Battlefront 2 didn't have premium. This is what they all said? And now they're like, why is there all this, all this cosmetic bullshit in the game? It's like, 
Because they want to sell it to you. They need because you don't have premium. You know what? Somebody will pay the money and buy it from them. So That's who why. is going to be? Yes. The first. So we were talking about this uh, offline, but like where the Apple was the first to like fall on the sword to get rid of the three point five millimeter audio jack and raise the price of smartphones. Who is going to fall? Who who is the publisher that's going to fall on the sword? to raise the price of video games to 80 bucks. You're, you're, you're making it sound like Apple did a good thing removing the headphone jack. Uh, I'm just throwing, out, throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm going to come to your house and remove all of the outlets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for your convenience. Hey, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. What happened? I'm throwing out the history. So who is going... Because that's the thing is when Apple did it, all the other high-end phones did it. So who is going to fall on the sword? What publisher? I think it. Can, I bet it's going to be I EA. Think it, EA is going to. No. Is going to be, We've talked about this before. EA EA is too hated to do it. It had to be someone beloved like Blizzard or Steam. Like one Half of them. Half Life Three is eighty bucks. Fuck! I would yeah. pay. Well, it, my it entire, won't be eighty bucks. It'll be, I'd pay no matter be, what to play that game. <laughs> Well, the thing it'll, is, it'll be it'll be seventy dollars, not eighty dollars. I mean, the thing is, you look at it; it's like the companies have already essentially done this and tried it. You know, I mean, that was what the premium pass Correct. was. They made the game like a hundred, hundred and ten dollars, like it, yeah. like it probably yep. really should be. You know, but uh, but they they made it so you could opt in to that if you wanted. You know, it's like and we all did it year after year, like yeah. lemmings. Yep. yep. But it's like, you know, they, they gave you the illusion of choice, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, but in that case, at, at least DICE, they're like, hey, we have to release a year's worth of maps now. Yep. Whereas now, if EA decides that Battlefield Five hasn't been successful enough, done. Yeah, just pull yeah that's the thing. Yeah, you look at... Uh, well, yeah, look at uh, what the hell game was. There was, uh, well, the Mass Effect Andromeda. You know, that came out. And it just oh yeah didn't sell worth a shit and like bam they just pulled the plug on uh, like supporting yep. that game. I mean they got rid of, of an months. entire studio because of how bad that game was received. <laughs> yeah, I mean the sales were shit, and they're like we can either throw good money after bad or we can just pull the plug, pull the plug, pull the plug. You know, like done. Yep, over. You know, and so yeah, like where like Ben says, yeah, before, well, all these people have throwing us another 50 bucks each you know for maps and stuff we've got money coming in whatever here we're gonna pump out that content for well, we have to pump out that content yeah exactly like we're on the hook for it and so oh speaking of that i have been playing battlefield 5 and it's not that good surprise mm. Which, is that one that one's set in world war ii right yeah, but it doesn't really feel like World War II. It basically feels like a Battlefield 1 expansion pack. Mm. Yeah, it's like they made one thing better. They made the gunplay better, so it's more like ba uh, Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3 So or there's 4. skill involved in shooting people now? Well, I don't know if I would say skill, but it's less of the rock, paper, scissors that Battlefield 1 was. Okay. So they made one thing better, but basically everything else is worse. So... I don't know. I, I don't see that game lasting very long. And they, they didn't fix the problem of it just being a round robin of capture a flag, lose a flag, loop around the map, which is what Battlefield 1 had a problem with. So uh, but it, does, it does have a Battle Royale mode coming. Who the fuck cares at this point? Well, that's right. It wasn't going to be there at launch. I forgot about that. 
I think it's March. Yeah. Just in time for the division to come out and Anthem's I bet that that'll be out. that'll be the make or break for Battlefield Five. Like if the battle royale doesn't drive engagement, which means microtransactions, they'll probably like take it out back and shoot it. Like old Yeller. So I would say the only way people are going to care about that is if Battlefield they make it a separate thing, like Fortnite. So Battlefield Five Battle Royale is free. It's not yeah. going to do. Anything. I could see that happening. It's not going to do anything. I, yeah. If it if it's otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because that's how you get people to play it, yep. and then you get them to buy like your stupid cosmetic shit. Yep. Well, remember, Fortnite started as a zombie tower defense game, and nobody cared. Yep. But when they added the when they added the battle royale and made it free to play, it took over the world. Yep. Yep. It goes back to friction. It's friction. It's free. Yeah, That's it's why there's all these twelve year olds playing it. They don't even have to ask mommy for the credit card. They can just click and get it. Yep. And you can try it out, and if you like it, great. If not, whatever. You move on with your life. You know, like you did, you're not out anything other than your time. Yep. So, I mean that's, <laughs> I mean that's what happened. That's why mobile games have become such a freaking money maker. You know, basically all of them, you can play them for free, but then if you want to like get ahead in them or cut down on the amount of time you got to sink, you spend money. Yep. And you know, I mean that's, <laughs> so they get you hooked, and then they you know reach into your wallet. So people say video game shouldn't be pay to win. But guess what? Life is pay to win. Yep. So deal with it. It's a good, uh, yeah. Life good lessons by Benjamin people. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to train the children on what life has in store for them. Yeah, and then, or, and, or, or what about when people talk about the mobile games teaching kids to gamble? It's, it's like, life's what about not when they, fair. When they, <laughs> What about when they go to Chuck E. Cheese and they've got the claw machine? What do you think that is? Mm-hmm. It's the same goddamn thing. Here's, here's, a, here's a dirty little secret. They hook kids on gambling early in case they grow up poor, and that way they can only tax them through lottery tickets. Damn. There it is. There it is. <laughs> How much darker can you get? The hard-hitting questions on the Benhead podcast. <laughs> Well, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. So... <laughs> <laughs> or to get them just to go to the casino and throw away their paycheck every week. You know, whichever. Lottery tickets, casino, whatever. Oh, my God. People the people love gambling. That's yeah. what these people forget on YouTube. Hey, okay, Jones, you know how they have the, uh, the uh, state lottery property tax relief credit? Mm-hmm. Do you think the YouTube pundits... Uh, send that money back to the government when they get their bill? Pretty sure they don't. <laughs> exactly. Mic drop. But the thing, too, is, it, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's like, you know, the loot crates and stuff. Like, yeah, they tap into that same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, But kids love that shit. There's entire YouTube channels. Adults of... love that shit. Everyone, yes, but there's entire YouTube channels of people just opening loot crates, and people love to watch it's it. Humans yes. love that shit. You yep. like, everybody likes that little charge. Like, I mean, I oh, yeah. even in like Overwatch, you know, like you can do enough in the game that you earn a little crate at some yeah, point. Yeah, and you it's know? awesome when you and watch you, it open up and it's like nothing, and you're like, ah, oh. you're like, goddamn. But then, but then, what do you do? 
You keep he, fucking he playing. You keep playing so you can get more, and then when and it you opens fill, up, and you fill the, yep, you fill that bar up again. Yep. And then you get another little yep. shitty crate to open, and then there's that one time you get a skin, and it's like, that's what I wanted. <laughs> See, the, the, and it keeps you going for another that, like two months. You know. Yep. Yep. That's the thing. These gaming companies, they've got like psychologists on their staff like figuring this yeah. shit out i mean it's but why is it why is it evil when a video game company does that when mcdonald's spends a million dollars researching the right color of orange that's perfectly fine i mean it's all psychology and trying to figure out what makes people buy because things. there isn't youtube yeah. people talking about mcdonald's doing that there's not yeah, a bunch of nostalgic true. wet farts online like yapping about shit that they don't really understand. When I bought my nest cartridge of DuckTales, I owned it. <laughs> I owned that game. That's, that's pretty I, accurate. I, I cannot fucking wait for the next gen of consoles to come out and goodbye discs and all the wailing of teeth and all the empty game stops. Bring it on. I mean, for how long it took me to find my fucking Bioshock disc, I would agree. Well, the thing is, like, look at, you know, like, like, it was funny. I was at Best Buy a week or so ago wandering <laughs> around, and I saw that they actually had, like, the current WoW expansion sitting on the shelf. Like, you know, a box. Yep. And I'm like, what is even the point Who of that? Who would fucking like, buy why, that? Like, and you know why what? If does you... that exist? Because it's like, it's an online game. And if you buy it, it's got a piece of paper inside of it with a code. With code. That's the thing. Exactly. Is, I'm pointing <laughs> at my, my, I have Titanfall, the first Titanfall. And on the box, hold on, go grab it. But it's like, yeah, you get a thing with a code in it. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, the box looks cool and whatever. I guess if you're a collector, maybe, but it's like. You have to download like gigabytes worth of patches and things it like is, that for these games. It says Titanfall you know, it, 2, download only, no disc included on the front. And you open yeah. it up, it doesn't even have like the nub where the disc would go. Well, that costs mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Well, and another thing, I, we've talked about this before, <laughs> but I think in the past, the you know, game companies wanted to make the retailers happy. Like, oh, here's physical content you can sell. Now they don't give a flying. Oh fuck yeah, because they the have retailers. their own stores. Yeah. The only oh, thing like I the... can see with any of that shit is, you know, like they have like the little. They're basically like a gift card, but it's like for some game or game time. Like, the only thing I can see with that is that it's like literally for a gift. Like, oh, here I'm going to buy like a month of game time for my kid and put it in their stocking at Christmas yep. or something. You know, like that's the only reason I can see why that shit even exists. I can see anymore. that, yeah. Like, you know, like well, look at the Bioshock. Ex- uh, was it um, uh, the company that makes uh, Rockstar, Rockstar, Rockstar Bucks is the same kind of thing, Jones. Oh, you mean the Rockstar Bucks, which has made them billions of dollars over the last six years, and that's how they're able to make a hyper-expensive Western that's game? That's very boring to play? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get through that game. I made it to Chapter 5. How many chapters are there? Too many. Six? Six plus two epilogues. Two epilogues. Okay, so you're you're beyond halfway. Well past halfway, in theory. Yeah, I mean... I wasn't really into that game at first. Then I kind of got into it, and now I'm like, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of, of what a video game should be, though. It's like, 
like playing Ma like playing Mass Effect, I'm like, I don't want this to end because it's so good, and it ends, and you have that like, like that remorse that the story is over, and you want more. Yeah, it sounds like the exact well, it sounds, opposite. <laughs> well, it sounds like a Spielberg movie where it's like you know it overstays its welcome by like twenty minutes. So like you that's mean like any movie? Is. No, like Spielberg's definitely had a run yeah. for a while where he would just all his movies are 20 welcome. minutes too long okay yeah, yeah. even yeah. the really good ones in some cases but it's like yeah you should leave the audience wanting a little bit that's a tad you know so but uh so that's what that sounds like to me is it's like okay ben's basically at the point where he's like okay the story should have ended by now and it hasn't well it doesn't so. feel like the story really should have ended it's just like oh my god i'm it's kind of how I felt when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, like how it had like a truncated second part, which was basically just filler. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I'm like, well, I already got like 35 hours out of this game. I mean, I, I don't need to play this, you know, filler mission stuff. I just stop playing. I yeah. think I think there's a little bit of difference there because, like, Metal Gear Solid Five, like how it ends that that chapter. I think it's like chapter two. They call it when they end the chapter two is like. And they show like the preview of like what's coming in chapter three. You're like, oh my fucking god, this is awesome. Let's keep going. And then chapter three hits and it's just like recycled garbage. And it's like, well, that's because they yeah they ran out of money and time the game, and they fired. Yeah. It's like fuck you. But the thing is, the game was long enough. Exactly. Anyway, it's like at that point. But, they, but the thing is, they left everything open at that point because like the yes. chapter three was supposed to wrap everything up, and they just don't. Like nothing that well, happens in, that case, in you know, the preview actually happens in the game. <laughs> and, and in the case of that game, it's like you know it it was too ambitious. I mean, like oh yeah, the, it was it was already long enough. The fact that they wanted to make it even longer was kind of pointless. It was still an amazing game, and Death Stranding will not make it out this generation. That's my prediction. Interesting. I will say though, is, is Metal Gear Solid Five though at chapter two end of chapter two went from probably actually one of my favorite games of all time to like eh, it's in the top 20 because of how it was ended. a really cool game yes it, it actually felt like there was you actually had a choice in how you executed missions which actually red dead does not at all it was one of the few open world games so i'm like okay this is done correctly cool all right. Well, that was our latest episode of the bedneck.com podcast. Let us know what you think in the comments below. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Goodbye. Adios. Later, everyone. <laughs>